and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your disastrous maestro, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola, the shardless lass with guards up her ass. <laughs> you are not lying every time you continue to climb the mountain and, and hit that peak. You are there. <laughs> Thank What's your you, prestige? <laughs> Stop. We were talking so much about the prestige by Christopher Nolan before this. We were supposed to, we were supposed to record at 1.30. It's 1.56. And we're really in the we, prestige We just talk. really had to talk about prestige for a while. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's just, everyone repress your deepest sins, including whatever you have to do to get the prestige to go through. Everyone kill your clone. Kill your clone. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> Oopsies. It's time for the recap. Last time. We found Gorgonzola outside the marvelous Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie Love in it. the center of the Goldmine District. Rather than head home and wait for her meeting with Smite, Zola heel-toed back in to see if she can hawk the basilisk egg she had found the night before. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I have something weird to sell you. Uh, sorry I left. Uh, do you mind taking this stony egg from me? Um, once she had gotten a very good price for it, haggling down from the 500 gold Marfin had offered to a sweet, totally justified 450 gold, Zola headed back out into the Bullion Bazaar, giving Captain Sticks a quick call on her new speaking stone and doing a little shopping to pick up a bobblehead for Quince before heading back into the sprawl. Hey, everything's going great. <laughs> I'm <it> so excited. <laughs> I'm here. Ooh, after some back and forth, Zola ended up choosing to take the subway rather than take a several hour walk south through the city. And here's where everything fell apart. While on the crowded, sprawl-bound honor train, the shard was stolen out of Zola's pocket. Whipping out her massive greatsword, <laughs> Zola began- What I do anytime someone fucks with me on the subway. I whip out- <laughs> Where is it? Uh, whipping it out, Zola began to threaten the passengers of the train, finding that one seemed to almost flinch when they noticed the blade get drawn. When the subway stopped at the next station, the individual bolted off, but they were quickly cut off by Zola, who used her astral step to appear between them and their escape. The stranger then revealed themselves to be Trick, the changeling rogue that had been hunting our hero in order to take the shard back to the client who hired them. Despite this move, Trick managed to misty step out of the grapple, heading up the stairs and into the station, disguising himself as an elderly man to make an escape. I forgot that they also did a misty step because in my head I was about to be like, wait a second. How did they get away? Was I supposed to get an attack of opportunity? I should have. remember fucking nope. misty step. <laughs> Disappeared. <laughs> Desperate, Zola tried using the tusk's ability to dispel magic on the shard, hoping that by releasing the gravedigger slash triggering the shard's magic, Trick would be stalled enough for her to recover the rock. Unfortunately, the attempt failed, but she was able to locate the disguised Trick exiting the subway not far from her. She pursued calmly, and when they spotted her, the two had a standoff in the streets of the sprawl, her disguised as an old woman now, and they as an elderly man. What a, what a Battle pairing. Battle of the geriatrics. <laughs> Give me back my rock! <laughs> just two old people screaming at each other on the street over a rock. They're like, just welcome to Aurelia. <laughs> Zola attempted to convince Trick to return the shard to her, promising anything they could want just so she can have her friend back. Trick refused. To him, this was a job, and they never failed to complete a job. 
Breaking the standoff with a lightning lure, Zola pulled Trick in and attempted to grapple them once again to steal the shard back. Unfortunately, Trick once again used Missy Step to get out of her grasp, sprinting away with surprising speed, pushing past those blocking them in the crowded streets. Furious and unwilling to admit defeat, Zola activated her orcish bloodline to get a bit of extra speed and strength, following after the changeling with hope of getting one last shot at getting her friends back. Trick used her ability to transform once again, this time into a woman in scholar's robes, heading into a cafe for some social cover. Once she had learned this, Zola looked to follow, but unfortunately, as she came out of her frenzied rage, she swung her blade out recklessly, cutting the head off a civilian passing by. Horrified, Zola chose to drag the body into an alley instead of follow after Trick, hoping to use the heroism spell she had learned to restore any semblance of life to the headless corpse. Sadly, she realized quickly that this was an impossible task, and with panicked citizens of the Empire now calling for the guards, Zola knew that she had to leave the scene or risk being imprisoned. Running through the streets, she made her way back to the drunken Drake, calling Captain Sticks once again with the kind of message no parent wants to receive, and sadly, getting no response back. Um... Ghosted. I'm at the county jail. <laughs> I need you to come. Bring your checkbook. You said you'd never ask questions, so I'm asking you to please hold that promise Can you true. Please just pick me up and we'll talk when I get home. <laughs> I can't say anything on the phone without one incriminating me. <laughs> Arriving at the drunken Drake, Barley sensed that something was off, especially when she revealed herself to be herself and not an old plumber. And looking out the glass storefront, she saw six Imperial Centurions headed their way. Promising to gather her stuff and leave immediately, Zola headed up to the second floor, throwing a cronk at Smite's door to alert him of the situation at hand. Realizing this old woman was the same half-orc he planned to meet that night, and seeing the small group of guards heading their way, Smite made a split-second decision to give them time and cover their tracks, casting Fireball out the second floor window to incinerate the approaching Legion. Grabbing her hand, Smite led Zola down the stairs and into the bathroom, Bee still reeling from watching six people turn to ash only feet from her tavern. There they escaped out the window and into the alley, cutting through a few more to find a manhole cover that, when removed, allowed them to head into the sewers below the city. And that is where we are right now. Before you start, I just want to say that we talked about this on the Afterlife on our Patreon after show, but I just want to acknowledge that I know... I could have used my action surge while I was grappling trick. And I have thought about it every hour, on the hour, <laughs> every day moment. since we recorded. So if you're thinking, but they you could have, have they, they could have used their action surge. I know, I, I know. I didn't think about it till too late. By the time I used it, it was too late. It was, it was too late. Listen, when you're in the heat of battle, there's absolutely so little time for you to be like, okay, what are all of the things that I am capable of yeah. doing? So split-second decisions are going to happen, and the results are going to show for themselves. And sometimes your friend and a dictator gets stolen out of your pocket. And Oopsies! Oopsies! So, Zola, you, still in Mario Plumber form, by the way, thanks to your Ring of Illusion, and Stilton begin climbing down the raw iron ladder into the dark, dank sewers below, pulling the cover back over the manhole and joining Smite on the wet stone that lines the central path of water flowing through the channel. No matter the settlement, Gorgonzola always finds her way to the sewers eventually. <laughs> Before you can say a word, Smite bolts down the tunnel east saying, Keep moving. Um, I really have somewhere to be right now. I can't really be running from people. I gotta be running towards someone. For now, if you want to survive, you'll stick with me. Follow me, we'll figure this shit out. Okay. 
You keep following after him, your muscles beginning to ache and stiffen for what feels like forever before you see him begin to slow and then stop, hand on his longsword as he approaches a smaller tunnel that splits off from the one that you're heading down. He turns to you, putting a single finger up to his masked face, before slowly approaching the corner of the tunnel, branching off. He peers around, and then pulls back. All clear. You can also drop this plumber look. I know we're in the sewers, but it's not necessary at this point. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm myself again. You transform back. Um, You follow him around the corner and find that this tunnel ends about 30 feet before you where a graded tunnel allows for water to pour through into the trough below. On the wall closest, there's a wrought iron gate that he approaches, producing a key to unlock it, gesturing for you to enter. Where are you taking me right now? We need to figure out what's going on before we make any moves. Okay. Gorgonzola's mind is just racing. I'm like, if Trick leaves the city, that's it. That's just it. And they could be out the gates right now. So, like, Gorgonzola's very frustrated that that she is under the sewers right now. She wants to be running and chasing Trick, but doesn't know how. You enter into this small chamber. You find that it's... It's basically the size of like a break room um, and it looks to be some sort of makeshift hideout. It's not a primary hideout by any means for the Land Scorcher. You would imagine this is kind of like a like a hidey hole or like a storage rest stop. There are a few wooden barrels with taps in them, some crates that are old but have some preserved food. It's not at all militarized. Um, you would imagine actually that his main hideout so to speak is in his room at the drunken drake Mm -hmm. so this is like a secondary location he might visit Uh, there's no gear defenses or traps no plans on the walls no books to be studied only basic survival supplies and some hay upon the ground to sit on cool secondary location thanks i've got a number of these set up throughout the city to help those of the undercity you enter smite enters behind you closing the gate um, and pulling off his mask to look at you with his icy white blue eyes what did you do Whoa. First of all, very accusatory. Second of all, I accidentally killed a civilian. So, (laughs) accusatory, but justified. But the main issue here is that my shard, the one that you think is so smelly, that my friend is trapped inside of, was stolen from me. Fuck. By someone who can change their appearance at will. (sighs) Seemingly, unendingly. And I tried really hard to get it back, but... They told some really good jokes, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, that's weird. Was it, what was the joke? Was it really that funny? Uh, no, it was just kind of like your general, like, stand-up, like... Oh, like a bad pun. One that gets more groans than yeah, laughs. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, God, I hate... Hideous laughter. Terrible spell. <sighs> he sighs, um, and takes a moment. Okay. Do you have any inkling of where he could be going right now? Um, if he's leaving the city, there's only a few ways he could take unless he has another means that we don't know about. Okay, last time I saw they were in, um, well, they were in the skies of a woman in scholar's robes, mm-hmm. red scholar's robes. They went to a cafe um, not far, right, from the Drunken yeah, Drake. Yeah, yeah, I would say kind of maybe... Like 10 or so blocks. Maybe 10 or so blocks. Oh, cool. Good exact measurement. Glad that you had that on hand. Um, I do not know. I know it's for a job. I don't know who their employer is. I don't know necessarily where they could be heading. But, I mean, I've seen this person before in 
uh, in Drifton, actually. Mm. Floating city. Yes, they've been following me. Then they're definitely not going to stop. If you get it back, that is. So, hmm. I need you to stay here for a moment. I've got to go talk to some people. Okay? I can't come. You have to stay. They don't know if they can trust you. Okay. Do you have any cool, like a TV or cool games or something? Here? You're welcome to help yourself to some food and drink here. Uh, I don't know if you have any, like, if you have anything you want to do, feel free to do it. All right, I'll work on, I'll work on it. All right. He nods to you, um, leaves the room, closing the gate behind him and I locking it. I wave Stilton's paw behind him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he locks the door, but he tosses you the key. Okay. It's best to keep it locked, but if you need to leave, you're welcome to. Just know that if you do, you put me and those I protect at risk because I'm hiding you. Wordlessly after that, he leaves his Thanks. footsteps near silent as he slips down the damp stone through the tunnels. Smite is gone for kind of quite some time, actually. Yeah. Um, you came down here in the early afternoon, and since then, it feels like maybe an hour, maybe two have passed. You're just kind of sitting there with Stilton and your thoughts. Stilton is currently, like, kind of cuddled up on you, just purring, doing that cat thing where they're, like, sending vibrations into you, hoping mm -hmm. that that will help. Um, looks at you with these bright greenish eyes. Stilton. Oh. We're really stepping some shit still in we gotta get scram back Mama. and limburger i'm scared what someone would do with him Mama. i don't it sounds like you're trying to give me advice but i don't understand this guy is so helpful if i could talk to you <laughs> <laughs> um you see um while he's while you guys are like waiting uh, he scampers over and, like, paws at the cipher. He's oh, yeah. <sighs> Still in. I'm not really in a puzzling mood right now, but I guess you're right. I got to try it. Okay. I also kind of want to, like, look around and see if I just see see anything. Of, yeah. Uh, anything of, of interest. Land scorchers, yeah, of give science. me a perception check first. We'll start with that. 11. 11. You scan the space. It is, as he described, some sort of post for people to visit underneath the city. Basically, anybody who's traveling here has access to this space so mm. long as they have a key. Um, oh. And you would assume maybe the keys are distributed to perhaps leaders of whoever these people are roaming around. Give me now uh, an intelligence check to see if you can unlock the... Okay. And you have, you have two hours. I'll let you roll with advantage. Okay. All right. Still in. I'm hunkering down. I steal some of Smite's food. <laughs> <laughs> just like pop open a jar of like pickles. And just start them. First one's a 19. Let's see if I crit though. I really almost crit, but. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was a two the second time. Um, okay. So 19. Um, the two is next to the 20 though, people. It's very, very tempting. Very, very tempting. So 19 plus 2, so it's a 21. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I told you those <laughs> dice are good. I don't know what the fuck's their issue. Um, I just sent you something. Oh. Suddenly, like, as you're flipping through it, you're you're honestly, like, lost. It's almost like you're absentmindedly doing it. Yeah. Um, and as you do, you hear, and then, as both sides were, and 
separate, oh. revealing. I put it on the floor and stepped back. The fur mirrors up, begins backing up immediately. It pops open, and inside you see a tightly wound scroll in the middle, which you unfurl. Feel free to read. Mission report, Balderheim branch. The crown was successfully retrieved from Anacra's hidden hoard, though there were many casualties, and I believe that this will only increase the Deathmonger's assault on Balderheim. Lord Thundor Drakebasher grows impatient and demands his promised eternal army to protect his people. He was pacified to know the crown is the key to those reinforcements, though he expressed doubt in the eye's ability to transport it to the emperor. The dwarven king grows bold in his mountain home. Hail the eye, Barbonia. Okay, now let me read it again to myself because mm-hmm. I have poor reader's comprehension. <laughs> Excellent job reading it. So I was I was like, oh, wow. I'm th- so glad you read it because I'd be like. Oh, that's <laughs> Thank you. Really good at reading out loud. And I, I got absolutely none Absorbed of it. Absorbed none brain. of it. Yeah. So take some time. <laughs> the crown, so the crown is the key to Lord Thundor Drake Basher getting his reinforcements. But he was like, I don't think you guys can get this to the emperor. He expressed doubt, basically. Yes. He He... Essentially is, just by reading that, you suss out that this Dwarven King is so anxious to get these reinforcements that it's just that kind of anxiety where you're like, well, how do I know it's going to even show up? Like, it's as promised, like, he's trusting these forces to do it. And yeah. as you, Zola, know, they didn't they succeed. They did not. Yeah. Yes. And it was you are in possession of it. By Munu. Munu. And, and given to Lord, Lord Craver and Eaglebottom. Yeah. And then taken again by the only Malum. And then taken by you. <laughs> right. And so they, they're they saying, Barbonia is saying that the crown being retrieved is only going to increase whoever is attacking Balderheim and Lord Thundor Drakebasher. Yes. and Someone called the Deathmonger. Give me a history check. Have I heard the name Barbonia before? It's right off the bat. I'm going to say it's not coming to mind. This sounds like it would be some sort of agent of the eye. Okay. Um, I got a 19. I don't know why I thought that we ha- you had said the word Barbonia to me before. Oh, no. I mean, it, m- maybe, maybe. Everyone listen to the past episodes and, and roast me if I'm wrong. I've um, also been watching a lot of Critical Role, so maybe I'm getting it mixed up with like a name. From yeah, there or something. it's very possible. <laughs> um, so with a 19, mm-hmm. you know, oh boy, here we go. Deathmonger and Inacra are one and the same. Anakra's hidden horde, Deathmonger. Oh. He is a powerful, perhaps the most powerful dragon king that lives in the Ouroboros Mountains. Oh. And you know, with a 19 history check, you know that the people of Balderheim, the dwarves, have been at war with the dragons since before, like, it's one of those since before time kind of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've just been battling. The, as soon as they settled there and as soon as the dragons were there, they've been battling for resources and Makes land. Sense. Right. And so Anakra is a red dragon, an ancient mm-hmm. red dragon who lords over the other dragons that live there. Basically, you would also know with that great of a history check that dragons are not typically like buddy buddy with each other they obviously are they think of themselves as the greatest being right and dragons aren't buddy buddy not buddy buddy get that scribbles <laughs> that in the notes um but this anacra is so powerful that despite all of them being like i'm actually the best they are like but i'm not gonna fuck with him, they still or, obey him yeah, yeah like they still obey him so you would essentially gather that this crown was somehow taken from his horde and Whoa. brought to the uh, balderheim to their like 
Baldurheim posts there and then yeah. brought south. So this mm. Dragon King probably is rip shit. Interesting. And so, ooh, and so this means that Baldurheim is in in line with or unless the eye is deceive unless the Ominal Malum are deceiving them. Give me but an insight could, check. It could mean that they're aligned with them though. 18. 18. Yes. I love these, these dice. Fucking dice. I'll let you use them. <laughs> Thank um you. with an 18, you're reading this over. It does sound that at least like the king is in league with them okay. or at least he knows about them and trusts them to do their work. Maybe right. kind of the tone of the way they were talking about him gives you the impression that he is surly. Surly and very much kind of like operating for his himself and his people yeah. he's not like i'm invested in whatever the i believe he's yeah. like you guys are a tool for me to get what i need help me help me help me yeah and so, he wants to promise eternal army so that basically i guess so that he can probably fend off fend the dragon swords interesting whoa i wonder if that coral dragon i wonder if i could find them and talk to them about dragons as you're thinking that you actually <laughs> hear from your speaking stone uh, and a voice pops in your head oh Gorgonzola you can't change what happened only how you continue forward no apologies fine trick get the shard atone through action be true to yourself <sighs> still and just like looks up at you and looks at the speaking stone and looks at you and kind of gives a little shrug she's so assertive it's really comforting mom Still, I feel like a duck just sitting here. Kind of gesturing like, Smite said he'd be back. You gotta just wait. Uh, I say trust him. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna respond quite yet to... Or actually, I will respond to Captain Sticks mm -hmm. and say, um, got your message. Thanks. Hope everything's Okay. Tell Ciceros I said hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I gotta use my words carefully. Hi, Ciceros. <laughs> um, there isn't a response quite yet. You imagine that it's kind of, in general, just because of the nature of probably what they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. She'll, busy. she'll get back. To she'll me get back to you. Can. I just want to her to know that I'm not dead. That I'm not <laughs> like, help! Something terrible after. happened. <laughs> she never hears from me again. Whoops. <laughs> the worst call. Um. It's at this point, it's probably getting closer to that like late afternoon, kind of almost evening. Um, and just as you're kind of like, okay, fuck it, I'm just gonna go. I have taken a short rest, correct? Yes, you can heal up. Anything you might get back, you can definitely get I am back. I'm going to do that real quick. At this point, you begin to hear multiple sets of footsteps approaching. Um, multiple. Multiple. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you want to do? Yes, I get in a box. <laughs> I'm <still> in. <laughs> I straight up take the top oh. off of a box and get in. You're you begin to scramble and lift one of the lids and climb in. There's all these different jars of like preserved foods in there. You're I like smell kind like of, vinegar. <laughs> it's very briny in here. Oh, jams. <laughs> As you're kind of settling in, you glance at the like just glance at the gate and you see Smite just standing there with his mask on. I stand up out of the box like I was doing nothing. Hey! Hi. I thought it could have been guards, so... You did the right thing. Mind let me in? 
Yeah, for sure. You've got a lot of um, pickled vegetables, I let him in. Gotta have stuff that's gonna last. You know, you never know when one of these places is gonna get visited or raided. So What's you gotta up be. With, those other, with that other set of footsteps? Oh, that's just one of the crew I brought with me to kind of refill on their supplies. Oh. Uh, he enters, and a motley crew follows. Uh, three goblins nice. in filthy dark rags, these green-yellow mottled skin, scram-sized figures with bright yellow eyes and jagged teeth. Obviously similar build and like look to Scram, but different. Scram mm-hmm. definitely has like a his color and eyes definitely significant. You also see behind them a taller goblin-like creature in furry, rugged armor with dark red skin and a chin strap-like beard, as well as a large gash over his left eye making it milky white. Mm-hmm. You recognize this final figure from your almanac as a hobgoblin. Smite nods to them, take all you guys need, um, and then takes a seat on a crate nearby you. Gorgonzola gives little nods to all of them. Hello, hello, hi, hey, Gorgonzola. Hi. Nice hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Hi. They these little goblins being scurrying back and forth, just like tossing um, jars in bags. You hear Does some of them need, breaking. Need help? <laughs> 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 Thank okay. you so much. Um, Smite, this is crazy operation you have set up. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, after the emperor took power, they had to find some sort of shelter, and the sewers seemed like the only option. So, once. I was able to, I uh, started putting up these little spots throughout the city. Uh, it's hard to maintain them all, but in general, we it, it does good work. Kind of a mutual aid situation. Look, Smite, this is amazing, but I'm, I feel like I need to tell you that, like, I urgently need to find the shard. I need to come up with a plan. That's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. So, this is my boy Stonk. He gestures to the hobgoblin. What up, Stonk? Hey, nice to meet ya. I represent the goblins in this part of the Undercity. Me and my crew, uh, that's Stinky, that's Dinky, that's Binky. We're just here picking up supplies. Hey, guys. But we heard about your issue. Not all the details. Winks at Smite. Smite, like, just shakes his head. <laughs> um, but enough. We think that maybe we can use the sewers to our advantage and see if we can pick up any tabs. Oh. Let's Let Smite know if we get any leads. That's smart as hell. He's his suggestion. Um, you see, Smite nods. Um, before they go out, though, is there anything you're not telling me? Is there any other information about the shard, about your situation? I gotta know all the figures if I'm gonna be able to come up with the best plan for you to get back what you need. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of sensitive figures, Smite. I just like look around at the room and I'm like, is this? Are we good to? talk sensitive you would imagine that if they got involved with any guards uh it would either be their head or their body in a jail so they're not going to talk to anyone okay fair okay well listen there's someone in that shard right the goblin yes my friend the goblin he got sucked in but there is another, there is what I would call a gem within a shard. Actually, if you believe that that shard has two people and two other shards in it. What well, a stone the fuck? and a gem inside the shard. My friend's also in the shard. And there's um, a guy in the gem. You see Stonk? It's easy. I've got, I've got <laughs> a Venn diagram in front of me. And Hold I'm like, yes. the shard includes the ionic stone. Okay. Which, in, which includes... Okay, and the shard has the gem, and the gem includes the dictator. And next to the gem, inside the shard, but not inside the gem or the stone, is my friend Scram, who's a goblin, like you guys. Oh, 
hey, like you guys. And you see uh, Stinky, Binky, and Dinky are like, like us, like us. I like guess. fun. Right. Where is he? He's trapped in a shard. He's falling forever. All right. Yeah. Anyway, the more important thing, I think, is that there is um, a, um, a powerful political figure who has been trapped inside of this shard and has been asking me to let them out for a while. I do not necessarily know if it is the best idea to let them out. Uh, and so I'm just concerned that maybe this person has been, maybe Trek has been hired by uh, a, an invested party, mm-hmm. if you will. I've got a couple other powerful artifacts. It's a really long story. Yeah, that's the adventurer's life, ain't it? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> he thinks for a st- second. The goblins are like finishing up at this point, and Stonk looks at Smite. Well, uh, this it sounds like this person could truly be anywhere. I mean, if you said you saw them, they were last in the sprawl. But if they're leaving the city, I mean, there's there's a number of ways they can try and do that. Smite cuts in. I mean, first of all, do we know the contact? Like, do you know who they're trying to get the shard to? Do you oh. have a name or anything? Mm-hmm. No, I tried to figure it out, but... You actually do remember, based on the story that Scram told, uh, the name of the wizard oh, was Lord Tenderdick. Right. I'm so a you fool, assume... of course. <laughs> All this is happening out loud. Oh, goodness. You're not a yeah. fool. Listen, th- there's a lot going on right now. You just... Okay, well, the person who the shard originally belonged to i believe i didn't steal it my friend who's inside the shard now stole it i bring back out my visual guide right 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 the, the goblin yes scram yes right, right, right. um i he stole it from someone named lord tinderdick but mm. for all i know someone else could be commissioning this uh you know this retrieval but seems likely that it could be the original owner all right well let's operate under that first okay if that's true did he mention where this was located? Yes, in the town of... Tinderburg. Tinderburg. Which is essentially <laughs> far... You would know, basically, based on where Scram was coming from, it is in the northwest. Because it's basically probably, like, not parallel to... Um, not parallel to Paddlewick, but perhaps just a little bit north of that. Okay. So... I think they're probably heading for Tinderburg. The, I mean, my friend was coming from the northwest. Honestly, this... This was not my magical object, so I'm really operating off of assumptions here and, like, one story that I was told pretty near to sleep. All right. (sighs) Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. There's, as I said, only a number of ways they can get out of the city. They're either going to take the northern road out of the pantry, which is perhaps one of the longer ones. They're going to take a ship... Which is, you know, again, kind of a long journey. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, will require them to take some sort of land transportation eventually. Or they could take the tunnels. Tunnels? Stonk jumps in once again. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you've been on the subway? Oh, yep. That's, yeah. yep. So the subway. And Just the came su- from there, actually. Oh, fun, fun. Love that place. I haven't been on in like. 15 years or so. Wow. Uh, it was crazy. And I shouldn't have been on there. 10 years after the war. Oh, God. It was not good. I was in a bad place. Anyways, anyways. My understanding is that the sewers and the train system, they kind of interlock at times. And supposedly looks around. 
meaning clearly this is something he believes but is kind of keeping it under wraps for the goblin's sake supposedly there are some who can use those tunnels and the tunnels below them which apparently have existed there kind of sounds like trick yeah what uh, i do know is that they're not in this for personal gain i mean they're concerned about their reputation but this isn't they're not trying to spite me they don't they don't care about me. In fact, they even seem to like me at times. So they're going to be going as fast as possible. Hmm. As fast as possible. Hmm. Well, that leads the fourth option, which is teleportation. Does do we think that Trick or this being inside of the shard have any means of doing that? Actually, very possible. Trick definitely has um. You just hear static comes from Gorgonzola's mouth as she says at least three first level spell slots. <laughs> or second level. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, you cut out there a little bit, but my understanding is that they have access to magic based on what you've told me. Yes. So it's possible, in theory, if they have that spell, though I'll say this. Teleportation is a high-level spell. Yeah, they have to be really powerful. They'd have to, to be really powerful. To travel far. And I'll be honest, I don't know if you'd be here if they were that powerful. It kind of seems like uh, they would have done that in the first place. Right. But it, they kept... They kept having to do short-term Yeah, solutions. exactly. Running, you know, a couple feet forward or whatever, so... That leads the figure in the shard. Yeah. This political operative or whoever they are. Do we think that they have any capabilities like that? If they were to get out, could they provide such a service? If not, then the only way I can see is one of the routes I suggested, which essentially is by land, by sea, or underground. Yeah, no, I don't think that Limburger would be of any help. One, Zola just realizes that she said Limburger's <laughs> name out loud. Uh, hold on, I'm going to roll a history check for... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Neither of them rolled high. Okay, fair. Okay. Name is Lindberger, though. He, yes, he he's an orc. Oh. Uh, looks at the goblins and the hobgoblin who all look up at him. Uh, and you said he's trapped in a, the, the rock that you had, Stonk says? Yes. Hmm. Want to roll arcana checks for them now. Okay. Okay. 14. <sighs> well, if he's trapped, if he was... Can you pull out that Venn diagram one more time? Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, take the Venn diagram. He's in a stone. Okay. The stone is in the shard. So he'd have oh. to break out of, or he's in a gem, the gem is in the shard. He'd have to break out of the gem first to, and then break out of the shard. Well, we're assuming that. We don't even necessarily know a lot about this object. No, yeah, you're right. But I don't think he's been like, beg honestly, he's been really desperate and really creepy, which is why I started to be like, maybe I shouldn't let this guy out of this gem because right. I, if I was in a gem I would also be like please let me out of the gem but he was so he was coming into my dreams and stuff and like talking in my head and being like Zola let me out of the gem this being sounds pretty powerful you sure that they wouldn't have a means of doing something like this I mean I mean maybe not from inside the gem but they're begging a a teen to cast a spell magic so I don't know if they'd be able to do anything from inside y yeah all he needs is access to dispel magic to get out of there? Yes, but he needs someone to do it for him, is what I'm saying. Okay. So, and I don't necessarily know that Trick would care to do it. Unless it's chaotic, such a chaotic move that they would do it without a thought. Which is possible. I don't know much about them. That's fair. Okay. Here's what I've gathered. 
Trick has the shard. Inside the shard is a powerful creature that is potentially powerful enough to help Trick get to, to where he needs to be. Potentially. Yes. And if that to, was in... If that's his, in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. If that's something that, that would work out for both of them. I mean, sounds like this figure inside is desperate enough. And if Trick is desperate enough to get out of the city in time... Oh, you're so right. Uh, uh, Stonk looks at Smite. Do anything you can talk about it with her? Uh, and Smite looks at you. What do you know of the eye? Oh. A good amount. Should we sit? Shit. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> you <laughs> climb out of the box you've been standing in. <laughs> My feet in jam. <laughs> oh, I'll just have to refill that. That's uh, fine. That's fine. As soon as the eye gets mentioned, you see the three goblins like immediately look terrified. Everyone freezes up. Um, and you hear one of the goblins kind of mumble to itself. They're the eye. Another. Shades of the source. They roam the tunnels. Kill anyone they see. Take things. The last look said Stonk. Take people. Stonk looks down, takes a deep breath, and Smite speaks for him. These guys okay? People have been going missing all over the city. Between the government initiatives to assist those without homes, <laughs> bounties for those they consider undesirables, even criminals disappearing from the cells they've been trapped in. Something has been going on for quite some time, but I can't figure out what, nor where they're keeping all these folks. Stonk looks up. Uh, they took my brother, uh, taken by Imperial soldiers, and when we followed and tried to break him out, nearly killed all of us. I... Figures in black, eye tattoos. I, the same thing happened in my town, in, in Paddlewick, where I'm from. I, it's how I, it's how I found out what, what the eye was. They were taking people from my town, and I kind of looked, I glanced at the person who just said that their brother went missing. They were, um, <clears throat> they were feeding them to some kind of, you know, monstrous force that they had these grimlocks you see stonk immediately looks like oh no oh fuck um and you see the goblins like rush around and hug his legs but i don't know i was in a different omni malum hideout and they were there were no grimlocks and they weren't feeding people to grimlocks so right. it, it was probably just that sight is what i'm saying right there's there's no need to assume um but i'm just saying that there are bodies going missing everywhere even in a little small town like paddlewick where you know you notice when people go missing because everyone knows each other. They're bold enough to just... They're willing to take anyone that they need. Yeah. But for what? Uh, well, there's kind of a long tangled thread through all of this. Uh, it feels like some, whoever's writing this is making us way too complicated. <laughs> um, Gorgonzola... Um, kind of sees the company that Smite keeps and sees this all these boxes full of jams and pickles and is like, all right, all right. I break out the cipher um, and I show it to Smite. Um, okay. And he, he takes the scroll inside, unfurls it, and takes a look. This crown that they're talking about was 
intercepted and brought to my town by a, a cruel and greedy man who rules our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, now, now I have it. Oh, okay. So, he's <laughs> still scanning the note. So, this object that was taken from perhaps the most powerful dragon king and brought by a secret criminal organization. Yes, I stole it from the secret criminal organization. Right. Do we think that they know you took it? Hmm. It's possible. But, well, actually, no. Yes, they do know, because I forgot to take care of someone. You know when you tie someone up, and then you kind of just get all wrapped up in making sure that you rescue all of these, you know, children's lives and get them back to their homes and stuff, and you just leave one person tied up, and somehow they get free, and it's then it's like they're following you forever. You see that, like, stonk, stinky, dinky, and binky are kind of nodding confusedly, <laughs> um, while Smite goes, no, usually pretty much. Pretty much everyone I encounter with either ends up free or in ashes. So, but I can understand right. that that could happen. It was in my theory. first adventure. I kind of lost track of things, but it's okay. yes, a, a servant of the eye. His name is Plebo. He is aware of who I am and who my friend Grim in the shard is. Um, and I've encountered him a number of times in uh, different uh, hideouts of the eye, and he's certainly, I don't know, preparing preparing offerings for people and talking to disembodied voices and there's some there's something here that i'm not seeing still though there's still an element of it that i'm not okay i'm not clued into do we think that they've seen the shard that you zola would know no anyone who's seen the shard is either dead or not a member of the Eye, as okay. far as you've ever been, like, knowing. Okay. Um, no, anyone who saw the Shard in an Omnimalum hideout, we killed. But, um, again, trick. Right. If he have any sort of resource within that organization, then, you know. They're going to know about the Shard They'll know soon. eventually, yeah. Whether or not... It sounds like, based on what you're saying with this trick figure, that they are not necessarily in line with this organization. No, they're definitely an independent Independent contractor kind of situation. Yeah, they're freelancing for sure. Right, right, right. And again, this is someone who seemed to, if the tides were different, they would be aligned with me. Like, if if I were the one holding the wallet, Mm. that... Well, that might be our best tool could be it seems like their reputation is what they care about most so yes maybe i can appealing to that kill whoever they're worried about their opinion that seems that that i fully understand you see all everyone in the room's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. just kill him just kill the guy and then he doesn't have to return the shot to anybody's smite pauses i'm gonna talk to barley and let her know the general situation and try to explain perhaps what went down at her 
tavern. Okay, tell her I'm sorry. I'm already in debt in this city, but if she wants me to like help fix the windows or something, I'm pretty handy. Okay, I'll let her know. I think, th- thankfully, I think that there was minimal damage to the store, but yeah, I'll let her know. Okay. Um, you see, Stonk looks kind of nervously at Smite. Uh, yeah, uh, we're heading out. Gotta go make some deliveries um, before we head home. We'll keep an eye out. Anything we see or hear, we'll be we'll be sure to tell Smite. One, some somebody down here has a speaking stone, and I have Smite's number, so I can okay. give him a call. Yeah, and and anyone casting like any kind of disguise magic or unauthorized casters, um, besides me, of course, and besides Smite, of course, um, anything, um, any kind of weird, um, if the streets are like covered in grease somewhere or fog or something, mm. let me know. Stonk nods. Okay, we'll uh we'll keep an eye out for all of that, and um we'll let Smite know immediately. Um, it was nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too, Stonk. And um I I hope that um you know we can figure out where your brother is. Yeah, he's hoping. He heads out, followed by the rest of the the goblins who are like, bye bye, see you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> One of them raises her hand for a little high five. <laughs> I high five it. Pulls away. Too slow. And then walks out. Wow. <laughs> Those guys are crazy. <laughs> Smite takes a moment. Okay. We probably have about 48 hours. You think that long? I think that's the max. Okay. I'm, I'm saying if we're lucky, it'll take them two days. Okay. Here's the thing. My guess is they're going to go for the fastest route home. Yeah. They're going to explore the option that includes teleportation before they, you know, stick to going the route that they took to come here. I don't know if Trick knows that there's a dictator inside the shard, though. I will say that dictator is possibly going to reach out to them, but Mm. it was pretty hard for him to reach out to me. Right. He's having trouble getting through. Okay, so potentially does not have access potentially to the individual Potentially doesn't yet. even know that he exists and mm-hmm. will never hear from him. Okay. If that's the case, then they're going to have to come in contact with someone who has access to a teleportation spell because they won't think to dispel the individual yeah. out. So that does kind of broaden the search a little bit, but it means that they will be looking for a wizard that they can trust either and and to be honest out of all the the people who that could be it's probably going to be someone who's either at the university or someone who is a member of the eye and if i had to guess my guess would be that they would go for the one that can cover up something like this the dean potentially the dean Mm. um you know and it's that this is the thing about the eye i don't know anything about them anytime i catch someone they either kill themselves or somehow make an escape before i can do anything about it and i think that i think that i can do some investigating on that front if you want to take you know a part of tomorrow do you have anything planned for tomorrow anything anything to do yeah actually i so wait today's monday today is the end of monday yes so this is like we're nearing monday night at this point okay Yes, tomorrow night I'm supposed to meet um, someone who I owe some money. I'm doing a job for them. Oh, okay. Um, do, you, do you know where you have to meet? At the necropolis. Oh, that's 
<laughs> that's fun. That's actually perfect. It's if there's a way in to the tunnels. If it's if you don't go through the subway, I imagine that the tombs. Could be the tombs. Yeah. Oh. They say that those go deep into the mountain. I wouldn't be surprised if they connect at points. Interesting. Hmm. And here, I gotta go talk to Barley. I gotta go talk to my uh, my people. <laughs> It gives a very, like, tries to be very mysterious in saying that. <laughs> I will uh, swing by here tomorrow morning. Um, here, gives you the key. Lock up. If you leave, hold on to the key. We'll talk soon. Okay. Um, you have a speaking stone? Yeah. Here. He pulls out a number and passes it to you. Snagged a, tip, a pair of them off of some, some fucking noble the other day. Oh, I should have tried to steal one off of someone. Mm, are you sneaky? I'm 1,800 in the hole right now. No, I'm not sneaky. Okay, yeah, see, I am pretty sneaky. Oh. So I wouldn't recommend stealing unless you're like, I'm either going to kill the person immediately after or run and be really fast. Okay. Okay, just some friendly advice. Good advice. Thank yeah. you. Thank All right. Smite. You watch as they leave, lock up, nod to you, and head out into the night and you kind of have some time before you settle down for bed um stilton is just there kind of curling back up on your lap as you sit in the hay near all these boxes you're exhausted at this point you feel Mm -hmm. waves and waves of like pain and exhaustion and anxiety and sadness and Mm -hmm. anger just waves it feels like every single moment is a new kind of feeling yeah Um, i like arrange a little bed out of like hay and put my sword at the end of the bed and just sit at the top of the bed just staring at my sword still and crawls up on your lap and curls up there and begins to purr kind of trying to calm you once again as you just look at your mother's blade what once was perhaps a path to salvation and now seems like some sort of curse still and i thought that this was like i thought i was gonna do good with this i don't want to I don't want to do bad with this still. Goes over to the um, blade and does like the cat thing where they rub their scent (laughs) glands on it and then comes back to you. You get the impression that Stilton is kind of saying, you can still do good with this, but now you know how to be selective Mm -hmm. about when you use your abilities. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You're right, Stilton. Um, I would like to, before I um, fall asleep, this is the thing I've been meaning to do for a long time, mm-hmm. um, I would like to um, spend an hour creating a bond with my weapon. Ooh, Eldritch Nightshade! Yes, and yes. so what that means is that... Um, what a good time to do it, too. I'm creating a magical bond between myself and my weapon. I can't be disarmed of the weapon unless I'm incapacitated, and I can summon it as a bonus action to my hand if it's on the same plane of existence. So Whoa. if someone steals that shit from me, I can summon that shit back into my hand. This is... You've learned your lesson quickly. Yeah. Um, you spend that time connecting with the weapon... You briefly like hear the echo of the return as you focus in on this blade. But as it fades and you embrace kind of this warm, that same kind of energy that you felt from Stilton when you first met him, you embrace that and you focus in and you feel bonded to this weapon. Mm. Uh, And with that, you head to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, our hero levels up. (laughs) Level seven, baby. We'll keep 
We'll keep anything. We'll keep it all under wraps for now. What do you get? We'll talk about it later. Um, take a little long rest. So, the next morning comes, like it always will, and we find you curled up at the end of this little straw bed that you've made with Stilton. It's Tuesday, the day of the job you have with Marfin, though that isn't until after his store closes around 8 p.m., so you've got a little time. Smite, shortly after you waking, um, you like, you're kind of like getting your things together, kind of like, oh, maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll just go. Yeah. He said he was going to visit, but like, maybe I'll head out. Yeah. You turn and he's like standing at the door silently. Can I come in? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he jangles at it. I you have to unlock it. it. No, I am. Okay. <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> you blearily rub your eyes. I just woke up and I feel stronger for some reason. I feel like I have 72 hit points now. You've definitely... Uh, they blurred out a little bit there, but you definitely look a little bit more experienced for sure. Um, yeah, yesterday was a biggie. <laughs> it was a big day. Um, so, do you? Uh, what are your plans for today? You're well again. You're welcome, of course, to stay here until your your thing tonight. I'm gonna spend the day kind of following up on those leads. No, I'm gonna follow up on the leads too. I'm not just gonna sit here like an asshole. Well, don't want, I don't think you're. I don't think you're an asshole. This is a dramatic time. Okay. You know, I need I need to do action though. I'm That's how I am too. Yeah. Grief, I can't just fuck sit it. here. Got to keep moving forward. So. Well, <sighs> I guess we don't want to cover the same spaces. So where are you going to look? So, since the necropolis is kind of a nighttime thing. Yeah. I'll save that. I'm going to spend my time mostly in the undercity here, underground roaming the sewers, seeing if I could pick up any clues, any sightings from those who dwell here. My assumption is that trick is probably taken through the city, you know, not going through the undercity, mm-hmm. but you never know. And there's also a degree of, you know, risk that some of these people take. They journey to the surface occasionally, so we may actually be able to locate something, some sort of clue. Okay. Well, but, thanks for getting involved. Hey, it sounds like the city's in danger, and I'm always here for that. Okay. Solving the danger that You're is so not intense. causing it. <laughs> so, I'm going to head out. Uh, oh, before I forget, um, he pulls a thick sealed envelope and a much thinner standard size envelope out of his coat. Aarakocra male woman dropped these this morning, so I figured I'd bring them over. Seems like a thick envelope. Hands it to you. Oh, for me? You look at it, and the two letters, one, the smaller one, says, attention to Gorgonzola, and you open it up. It looks to be a bill from the clinic um, for five gold. What the hell? Um, I'm not with- paying this. I rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> the spam, spam junk mail. Yeah. Hate that shit. <laughs> I um, drop it into a brassiere and burn it. <laughs> it explodes in flame. Um, you Don't know what that's about. You take the other one, you flip it over, and you see it says, attention to Brie Camembert from the admissions office of the University of Aurelius. My alias. My Aurelius alias. (laughs) (laughs) How has it taken us this long to learn that? Um, I rip it open. You rip it open? It's so thick. It is a big thick If this is a rejection packet, then it's really mean to them to make it this thick. (laughs) Which actually a college did to me once. Oh no. That's awful. (laughs) Yeah, Pace University sent me a thick rejection letter. Yeah, I'm willing to go on the record and say Pace kind of fucked me over too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck Pace University. I'll talk about this on the afterlife. (laughs) I I won't trash anyone on the main feed, but I'll just say that it happened and you'll hear about it more if you subscribe. Um, So back in. Uh, I just texted you something. Oh. 
at the top in beautiful golden script yeah. you see the university of aurelius scientia sita potentia quod omne potentia which you know in our world is latin um <laughs> but in this world is old common mm. and it basically means knowledge is power power is all mm. this looks like that's the the kind of credo of the university power is all is kind of dark <laughs> bleak <laughs> dear wait what what did um what did that guy's voice sound like Oh, you just kind of gnomish. Dear Bree, congratulations. On behalf of the University of Aurelius, I'm pleased to announce your admission for the fall semester on the condition you pass the coming entrance exam. The academic and personal accomplishments you have already achieved in your application and standardized tests reflect what we value, respect, and expect in our students. Ambition, intellect, and strength are the heart of the Aurelius experience and are desperately needed to keep the empire flourishing. If you bring all three to the exam, you will no doubt be a scholar at the greatest school in all of Emeralia, well on your way to a career in wizardry. Please review the enclosed checklist for next steps needed to make the University of Aurelius part of your future and be sure to arrive early for the exam with the proper component to ensure your success. Thank you for your application. We look forward to seeing your results. Sincerely, Hinderly Yernenberg, Dean of Admissions. Wow, that was a crazy impression you just pulled. <laughs> I never met this I guy. I feel like but... it shifted a lot in the middle and halfway through it became kind of like a news person's voice. Like hey. it was like a newscaster. Yeah, kind of, but like I like the vibe. I had lunch with the guy, but to be honest, I was really listening to myself talk a lot. Yeah, well, that was, I mean, if you were, you were, uh, you were applying, applying to, to school, school so yeah. kind of the only thing you're thinking about is how do I make myself the best candidate for this? Yeah, it's weird. I feel like my priorities are really messed up right now because as much as I am freaking out over the person that I killed and the dictator that's on the loose, I'm also Ooh. really excited to sign up for night classes. Wow. Yeah, you're dealing with the whole bunch. <laughs> um, Good I'm, things and bad things can coexist in life. That is true. If life is nothing but a two-sided coin, <laughs> I must be off. Take care. Good luck. Um, and I'll see you tonight. Okay, bye. Um, he turns and leaves you in this small stone chamber with this acceptance letter to the university. Um, of course, obviously, you must pass the entrance exam, which you know is tomorrow morning, right. because it is Tuesday. It's Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Right. Um, but you skim through this packet. It's typical checklist stuff from a university. I'm not going through it, but you basically see that you need to provide your own spell components. You need to come also, like, spell components includes, like, quill ink parchment so mm -hmm. you're pretty much expected to bring everything but the exam itself okay um which for you is no problem so long as you don't just leave all your stuff in a room yeah. somewhere there's a beat and then smite comes back i wanted to leave on an epic note but i just remembered that i talked to barley and oh right yes you're probably going to need to talk to her yourself but um given that all the people who would have pinned it on her are ashes it's you know, there's not likelihood that it's going to be traced to her. Right. You know? Probably just like one of those weird things. It's like someone gets shot outside a restaurant. It's yeah. like it's not on the Applebee's if someone gets shot outside of Applebee's. Exactly. So, uh, you know, there might be some people investigating nearby. So lay low. Lay but okay. in general, uh, you, you can probably go back and talk to her. Yeah, I'll probably go and apologize at some point. A good plan. All right. Now I go. He throws his cape up and <laughs> runs out of there. Gorgonzola's opening her mouth to say something. <laughs> the cape hits By you way, in the face. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, still in. Well, I guess I should... Okay. Uh, well, 
I guess there's not much I can do besides just kind of comb the city and see if I see any sign of trick. And I guess I should pick up some, uh, you know, wizarding stuff. You could probably do that. Either you could, of course, go to Marfin's. That's mm-hmm. always an option for any sort of magical needs. Mm-hmm. Um, you also are welcome to visit the university and see if there's any sort of... Um, like a component store on campus mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you would know that for something like Fine Familiar, you probably have those blocks of incense and the mm-hmm. kind of things you might need. But if there's any other components that you would want to purchase, or if there's anything that you think you're like, oh, maybe I'll see if you wanted to like look for trick there, you're definitely welcome to. Um, other than that, you essentially have, it's 8-ish a.m. right now. You have like 12 hours to kill. Okay. Um. Well, hmm. I don't really want to sneak on campus again with Larry Dilbert's ID. Right. I think at this point, Gorgonzola would definitely gather that she could perhaps present this letter if she were to right. go in disguise as Brie, meaning just change your nose, have your yeah. hair down, still in an orange cat form, yeah. <laughs> and you should be able to get in at least... At least, like, on at least a to one... go to the store. Yeah. yeah. Like, go they're... buy some merch. Exactly. You're maybe not going to be able to get into the like erudite study if you yeah. want. You would have to use Larry's ID for that. But getting on campus at this point, probably not a problem. That being said, there's lots of places you can go in the city at this point. And, of course, if you wanted to just, like, if you're like, I don't have anywhere specific. I want to just do, like, a general search. We can have you roll a few perception checks or investigation checks to kind of see what you can pick up. How far is the cafe where I saw Trick? How far is that from the university? From the university? Yeah. Far? Um, pretty far. Okay. Because you took, I would say that it's, if the drunken Drake is at the end of the honor line, basically, then you would gather and you ba- you ran for about 10 or so blocks to get mm-hmm. where you were. And you're also now currently who knows where under the city because you're yeah. in the sewers. It was the majority of your subway ride that you were like on before mm-hmm. Smite or before Trick stole from you. Mm-hmm. So it's not very close. Um, you definitely either have to spend most of the day walking or, you know, take the subway once again. Okay. <laughs> Which, as we all know. <laughs> I will. I'm going to head to the cafe. Okay. That's where I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to use my... Actually, no. I am going to head through the sewers first, and I'll disguise self when I am almost out. I lock up. Grab my shit. Grab your shit. You lock up. Um, Okay. Give me a survival check. Okay. We're going to do this three times, and that'll determine also how long it takes you to get there. Right. First one's an 11. Okay. Second one's a 4. Okay. Blank? Oh, not one. Cool. Okay. So... (laughs) First one, first one passes. Second one does not pass, unfortunately. First one fails terribly. Last one fails terribly. You are wandering for at least two or so hours. Fuck, why didn't Smite leave me a fucking map? (laughs) And still, and it's just like trotting next to you occasionally, be like, I call him on my speaking stone as I am feeling myself get hopelessly lost. Sure. Uh, What do you say? Hey. I'm lost in your fucking bat cave. Please. <laughs> Can I get some directions, homie? Um, Zola. <laughs> Zola, I suggest you locate a manhole and just get out of the sewers because I have no idea where you are or how to give you directions from there. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> All right, I pop. 
I walk until I reach a manhole and I pop it open. You pop open um, a manhole. Ring of disguise. Um, I'm going to disguise myself as a man, same height and uh, width as Gorgonzola. Mm-hmm. Um, Big boy. Shorn hair. I'm kind of going for like a cop look, maybe like an off-duty guard. Okay, okay. You've got, you, you have a thick handlebar mustache <laughs> and some Oakleys over your eyes. You climb out, and you find that you are still in the sprawl. You've basically been kind of wandering east very, very far. Mm -hmm. Um, And after some navigating, you realize, like, which streets that you're on, and you kind of begin to make your way west, because essentially you've just passed where you were heading, essentially. So it takes you a little time, but you Mm -hmm. do eventually find it. You turn the corner, and you see that this whole area has been kind of roped off. Mm -hmm. You see the alley where the body was found. Mm -hmm. You see a number of gold uh, armor-wearing centurions, all positioned with halberds kind of waiting there, while others with swords are kind of investigating the space. And Mm -hmm. you see somebody's, like, taking notes from some citizens that were nearby describing who committed this atrocity um what would you like to do um i just kind of give it like a passing glance like a interested sidewalk joe uh, and then i head into the cafe okay um you give a passing glance you overhear don't even need a perception check that people seem to be describing an elderly woman with a massive sword so mm. you have created this secret identity in Aurelius, that is an older woman with a massive sword. A murderous, a murderous old woman. woman. She's a caster. She is a known spell caster. That mm-hmm. is like you see them talking about that. So, right now, it does not seem like they're looking for Gorgonzola, yes. which is good. You approach this cafe. It's very much styled like one of those French cafes. There's lots of outdoor seating on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. You see it Excellent says... place to watch someone's head get lopped off their body. Yes, it is perhaps <laughs> the most ideal cafe for watching someone get decapitated. <laughs> um, and you see on um, the name of it is Lo d'Or, the Lo- water of gold, Lo- essentially. Lo Got it. <laughs> Lord, check. Zola looks at the sign. Lord, Lord. <laughs> Still in. <laughs> nods and heads in before you. Yes, I walk. I follow my cat in. <laughs> Um, actually, I say, um, still in, um, you hang back and just wait by the door, okay? Sits outside. Let me know if, uh, come get me if any centurions are coming in for their lunch break. Got it. Uh, um, so you head <laughs> Do inside. Do <laughs> Um, goes and sits outside. You head inside. You're still in the sprawl, so the general atmosphere here in terms of, like, it's relatively fancy for the area. It still looks like the people it's catering to are kind of, you know, working class folk. Anybody who would be finding themselves here, you do see some kind of like hipsters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are a few scholars here, people wearing red and gold robes. This looks like maybe it's like one of those spots that people kind of find on chance and are like, ooh, special little cafe. Ooh. Is that guy writing a novel on a speaking stone? The screen is way too small for that. You see squinting, looking closely at it. Oh, fuck, I deleted it. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, I, I, don't have a, I don't have any other SIM cards. Um, I would like to um, get in line. Oh, there actually, there isn't a line. You can approach the front where <laughs> okay. there's some, barista, some baristas there. Um, one of them um, is um, finishing up a coffee, passes it over to someone. Hi, how can I help you? Hey there. Um, hey there. <laughs> <My> <laughs> okay, nice. Hello. <laughs> um, 
let me ask you a question. Um, one, can I get um one of these pastries? I just point to a little case of pastries. Yeah, of course. That'll be one silver. Okay. Um, and is there anyone here who was um working tomorrow? Or sorry, who was working yesterday? You seem like a confused, but big man. So I'm just gonna go. <laughs> no, with I'm it. just a confused D and D player. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, actually, uh, Billy was here yesterday, right? Um, calls over to one of the other baristas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this half-elven woman. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy's in the back. You, you want me to get him for you? Yeah, please. I would love to talk to him just real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hold on one second. Finishes up what she's doing, heads into the back, and a few moments later, you see a halfling barista approach wearing like a little apron covered in flour, clearly was working on the pastries. Oh, you, you're having my pastries. Do you enjoy? Uh, I take a huge bite. Oh, wow. It's delicious. Oh, always glad to please. I, I had pickles for dinner, so I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> the contrast. <laughs> I eat the whole thing as he watches me. Wow. wow. Stilton watches through the glass door. <laughs> yeah, Stilton, paws on the door. <laughs> please. Um, it's, wow, you are voracious. Billy, let me ask you something. Yes. Um, I'm actually, I'm here, sorry, I don't have my uniform on, but I'm here doing a wellness check on someone. There's someone who, um, I need to get home, and I just wanted to see if you saw, um, yesterday, maybe a little afternoon, a woman, um, wearing red and gold robes came in here. We're worried about her. Um, she's, you know, not acting like herself, and I'm just, I'm looking for her to see if I can get her some help. Do you happen to see which way she went, or even if you have a receipt or something. Well, we don't really have any receipts, but um, I I do remember that... Or if you have a security camera, you know, to see which way she went or something. Do Se- you have an alarm spell? Um, well, a lot of different scholars uh, come through here. It's kind of a hot spot. But of course, of course. Do I remember it all, like, the color of Trick's hair or anything? It was like a blonde hair. Okay. Yeah. A blonde woman... Um, Probably moving in a rush. Maybe didn't eat anything or drink anything. Maybe just moved through. Now that you mention it, there was a young woman who came in around noon, around when that, and they gesture through the glass windows looking out onto the murder scene in the alley across. Grim stuff. Grim stuff. You should have seen that old lady. It was terrifying. Oh, you saw it? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, my my kids are scared shitless. Honestly, Everyone here is scared shitless. I mean, I've always... A crazy old lady just running through with a massive blade. Yeah, I always people's tell them off. about the chrome with the sword, but thought it was just a... No know, longer an urban legend. No, no longer just a fun lullaby to sing your kids at night. Yeah, I remember when my mom used to sing me that, and it was old just... Old crone with a sword, yeah. Old crone with a sword. Took she's coming here, and off. she's not bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <Very> God. <laughs> um, well, so this young woman, she came in, she ordered a coffee, black... Um, drink half of it watching the scene go down mm-hmm. um, of course like we're all like freaking the fuck out during this time right and she's um, just watching she was just watching and then once once the old lady left mm-hmm. um, she stood up and left she didn't even finish her coffee mm. yeah that that sounds like her you didn't see which way she went out the door um, she it looked like she was heading towards the um um, the station nearby, you know, and you understand the honor line station yeah. that's located nearby here. All right. You know, Billy, you were incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. And of I uh, put a silver in the tip cup. Oh, 
thank you so much. Well, I hope you come back to Lode de Or sometime soon. Lode Lore, got it. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> you turn uh, and head out of this beautiful, totally not improv cafe. It is, again, it's it's kind of at this point, 1130-ish. You're, you're nearing noon, yeah. 24 hours since the incident. Where would you like to head? Hmm. Okay, well. You uh, would know that essentially, and this is actually a, I'm, you don't even have to roll for this. Yeah. Just Zola's a smart gal. She would think this through. Trick went back to the, the subway station that you yeah. guys left from and most likely took it away from here, meaning headed straight back north. Yes. And you yeah. also know that this, this is as south as this is the pretty, almost stop. exactly. You're okay. like almost at the southernmost stop and would literally be heading essentially to the drunken Drake if you if yeah yeah. So they most likely went back north. Okay. And if they did, that means that directionally speaking, they were headed to in order of just which they would hit first the Nugget, so Education District, mm-hmm. the Gold Mine. Mm-hmm the worship mm-hmm. and then the necropolis mm-hmm. so already you're like oh it seems like the kind of theories that we were bouncing around here's some confirmation yeah all right i dial um uh smite real quick and i say um did some recon and it seems like uh, my voice is really deep <laughs> <laughs> who got this number <laughs> this is gorgonzola did oh, some recon sick and voice. it seems like uh i've didn't think that you were able to respond during, but <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting until I promise. Um, Sick voice. <laughs> seems like Trick headed north on the subway on the tr- train after uh, okay. after the event in question. Okay, I'll follow up. Let my people know. Lay low. Be ready for tonight. Save your spells. Okay. I'm going to head towards the Nugget, I think, towards okay. the university. Okay. Um, are you walking? Are you taking the subway? I'm walking. Okay. <laughs> How long will it take? Uh, it just takes like another, from here, it's going to be about two hours or so. All right. I walk and I look out for anything suspect. Yeah. Give me a perception check while you're walking. Okay. Four. Four. Once you pass out of the area where that incident occurred, you kind of gather that the rest of the city is operating as normal. It's not like a murder in the streets. Terrible. But just gathering on this, it's a big city. This Mm -hmm. stuff happens and people cannot get caught up in the details. So you see as you're walking through, you know, there's some gossip. People reading out. They're like, have you heard of this old lady maniac? She's Mm -hmm. running the crone with the blade. I never thought it was true. But here it is. I maybe pick up a newspaper on my way to rifle through and find Billy Porter. (laughs) Extra, oh no! Give me that two for one deal. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm still in the disguise though. <laughs> You're still in, give me that two for one deal. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me an intimidation check for the hell of it. Okay. Uh, twelve. Okay, just, you know, please, it two, two copper for the rag, sir. I'm <laughs> yeah, so sorry. I give him two copper. <laughs> gives, you, gives you a rag. Uh, you open up today's issue of the Golden Gazette. Um, and inside, you see that, again, there are some of the articles that were mentioned before. Uh, rail expansion and repair to continue. Homeless population dwindling thanks to government mandates. A charcuterie competition in the glory pits. Festival this weekend. You read that the gardens are going to be open this weekend. And you mm. read a little bit into that and you find out that the gardens are located within the 
the carrot, the castle wall. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be opening the gates of the castle this Mm -hmm. weekend to show and allow people who are visiting the city to enjoy one of the most gorgeous aspects of the city. you see that again there's like talk about the the various conquests of the Aurelian army and mm-hmm. like gas them up a bit i would like to see if there's anything mentioning balderheim okay um you're scanning through I flip to the um international news <laughs> international page you see honor of the ouroboros and um, the article reads again like an ad for the military basically filled with praises for the boys in gold fighting for the safety of the Aurelian our citizens our boys in gold, boys so in gold. Stupid. we love our boys in gold uh that being said it goes into detail about the armies of the dragon kings and their attempts to take over the dwarven city of balderheim they've most recently nearly breached the mountain city in, a re- in an attack. Um, looks like they have been making a lot of kind of, there's been an increase of activity. And so the point of this article seems to be kind of like, they're doing great, but if you'd like to sign up, it's a time for glory and also a little gold. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. clearly things are getting hot and heavy up there and they need help. Hmm. And the people who are writing this, they obviously have no knowledge of the cipher that you acquired. Oh, yeah. Like, and the pe- I'm assuming also probably these soldiers as well probably yeah. are like, oh, fuck, it's going bad up there. We got to help out. Uh, maybe I'll just enlist still. Just kidding. You scan the pages. You do indeed see that there is a new one for a violent older woman under non-authorized spellcasters with a mm-hmm, 500 mm-hmm. gold tag for murder- murdering a Only civilian. Only 500. <laughs> 500 gold is quite a lot. And you don't know, there might be more. Uh, there's also one Wait for a, a second. nerdy spellcaster. Wasn't, wasn't Landscorcher like 5,000 gold? Yeah, Landscorcher uh, wanted for crimes against the Empire. Uh, you see, additionally has been added, murdered three guards Sunday night, which you remember was the incident that you encountered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The reward for Smite is um, much higher because Smite is actively killing imperial <laughs> guards like you, what does he have that i don't have what does he have that i don't have oh it seems that he's been incinerating oh, imperial soldiers for much longer rap sheet. <laughs> oh man other than that you see like you know reviews and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's the bulk that you gather there this old woman is who they're seeking mm-hmm. um and it looks like there is indeed some dangerous activity increasing by balderheim okay I am beaten feet towards the university, um, and when I get um, close, I would like to duck into a little alley and disguise myself as Brie Camembert. Your nose changes. <laughs> My hair is down. Your hair is it really, down. It really changes it. Someone with a different nose, that's a different person. It really does. I that's fully, a different orc. There are definitely some people. I mean, I'm sure that I would look much different with a nose. So you approach the... I would look much different with a nose. I would look... Yeah, if... You're my noseless friend. If you had a nose, I would never even recognize you. It's true. I am Lord Voldemort, and I am here to find my nose after all this time. So, you're passing through the yellowish stone street, past these red stuccoed golden buildings towering above you towards the Nugget or Education District. Rising between you and your goal is, of course, the massive stone wall that cuts off the district from the other parts of the city. Um, And you see, of course, there are Imperial Guards standing on either side with that kind of turnstile security checkpoint, checking some IDs as people go in. It seems pretty, like, relaxed. You enter into the line. Um, mm-hmm. I've got my admission letter in yep. my sweaty hand. It's sweating. You see, it's drenched. <laughs> the paper is absolutely <laughs> super moist now. Um, you approach the front, like, hand shaking. 
Oh, you are a prospective student. Hi, new student. Yes, I just, I wanted to come um, visit the store um, and, you know, just tour, tour around. Sure, sure. Check it out. Um, let me just quickly take that. Takes the sweaty letter from your hands. Ooh, did you drop this in a puddle? Yes. Uh, takes a look over it. Um, yes. <laughs> probably a deception check just for <laughs> Eight. Eight. He quickly removes his hand from the half of the paper that's soaked. Okay. Um, oh, yep. Checks out. This is official. You may head inside. Okay, thank you. Remember, you must be out in under an hour. Oh, really? Is that a thing for everyone? Nah, I'm just joking with oh, you. You're okay, good. Okay, you. <laughs> Go on. Uh, you head in, passing through the bustling gold cobblestone road, lined with these parasol pines that cast shadows over the brilliant rock. These stunning, albeit identical, apartments ranging in height tower along these streets. Um, and you do see there are a few vendors here and there selling, like, foods to some mm -hmm. passing students, some coffee and stuff like that. Uh, far ahead, you see the Verdant Oval, where these students are hanging out once more. And again, there's a tour group led by the same blonde wizard that you saw yesterday. At the far end of this oval that is lined with each one of the different schools, you see the long castle-like arcane hall where you know admissions is. It's front lined with columns like Congress. And you see students are kind of passing by the various schools. Um, some of them are heading behind the castle towards the glass pyramid that is the erudite study. Where are you headed? I would like to grab the arm of a student who's passing by and be like, hey, so, so sorry, excuse me? Oh, uh, what can I do for you? Hi, um, I just wanted to ask you a question. You're a student here, right? Yes, I am. Um, I just wanted to ask what the entrance exam was like. I'm taking it tomorrow and... Um, I just don't know what to expect. A little nervous? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, do not worry. The first part of the exam is a written test, which if you have been accepted, should be no problem for you. Okay. The second part of the exam is a little bit tougher. You must be able to show off any of these skills that you have already learned. So, you know, this that's where they kind of get some of the prospectives who think they're going to come in and learn some magic uh, when they end up actually having to bring in a little magic themselves. Mm -hmm. So you'll be asked to cast a few spells. Uh, and then after that, you will be taken behind uh, the Evocation College gestures over to the star-shaped building that has, like, the tower with the brazier coming out of it. Um... There is a field back there, and there will be duels between you and other students. Wow, that's so much information. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, Bree. Nice to meet you, Bree. Nice I hope you get you, accepted. Bri. Thank you. Gorgonzola's thinking about how weird it is that there is such a thing as unauthorized casters in the city, and yet they want students to show up with spells already under their belt. You gather just with that tip that it seems like this is in the same way that our world, there are some schools that require things that it's like, there are people, how would people have access to that? Yeah. They would have access because they have wealth and privilege. Mm -hmm. So you would imagine mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who just don't have access to the kind of resources. Because they'd be targeted as unauthorized casters. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. The Interesting. plot thickens. Um, okay, I would like to, um, well, I'm thinking about like, I guess I need things, but I don't. I don't know what I'm going to cast still in. I, uh, I plop my ass down on the whole <laughs> and, uh, whip out my, um, 
wet ass moldy ass <laughs> it's, uh, it's, spell book <laughs> it's dry now but it reeks of mildew and the pages are that kind of like dry where they're so brittle you have to be incredibly careful not there's to also anything. like barnacles attached to the front <laughs> yeah. and like Algae. um a live starfish that i <laughs> that i moisten often <laughs> it just looks like a mermaid spell book or something kelp falling out of the pages you see some people like walk by and i'm like oh my goodness let's kind of, i don't know how they're gonna do use that um but you sit down on I the glare. oval <laughs> judgmental um and you whip open this book um, and you begin to scan the pages and look through. There's lots of spells in here, quite a few that you already know that you kind of just like re-skim through and mm-hmm. remind yourself. You take stock. You're like, okay, good. I've got the incense for Fine Familiar. I've got this. I got mm-hmm. that. And then you find a few other spells that at this point actually, like based on all you've done and how much you've been practicing, they kind of seem to make a little bit more sense to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I know I know what that stands for. Yeah. I know that shorthand. Yeah, and you, for instance, you recognize like the message cantrip in there and you're like, this has not only been used on me multiple times, but I know the component, I just need a copper wire. So with that, you begin to kind of scan and there's like that kind of like beautiful mind or like the hangover when what's his face Zach Galifianakis's character is doing like all the math in his head. Oh, yeah. It's like that but with like arcane symbols floating around <laughs> as you skip rapidly taking notes. You see Stilton kind of looking around at people who are seeing you furiously studying. Um, you see some people like nod of approval. A few like roll their eyes like freshmen. But you continue to study and study and you end up learning a little bit from this. Oh, I learn a little bit, huh? You learn a oh, little, learn a little bit. bit, huh? And what does that mean? Um, I'm multi-classing everybody. <laughs> um, I took a level of wizard. Um, I'm fear not. I will be dipping back into Eldritch Knight shortly. Um, but we're starting Gorgonzola's uh, journey as um, a learned woman. The journey of the mind. She's no longer simply content to lop off the heads of innocent <laughs> passerbys. She wishes for a more refined. <laughs> I would way. like to incinerate that. <laughs> I've watched some people do some magic, and that looks fun. I'm gonna. That looks that. pretty fun. Also, I think that um out of just pure um, rage of being defeated by um, Trick, um, Gorgonzola is incensed and uh, the best way to learn something is um, out of spite. Yes, so. that's right. <laughs> so the best way to accomplish best something. Way to come, any, everyone always said if you're studying for a test, find something you hate on the other side of that test. Yeah, I'm no multi-classing doubt. out of spite for sure. <laughs> this is a spite class. Uh, with that, you pick up a few spells, stuff you've seen used, stuff that's been used on you. Um, we will, of course, hide that from the audience. Yeah, you will have to see it in action. Baby, if you, you're going to have to subscribe to The Afterlife. If, if you, you want to know the spellbook, baby. If you don't want to know info about my multi-class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you take some time. Sun slowly rises and begins to take the more late afternoon portion. You've spent probably about an hour or so really, like, getting into the reading of yeah. this. You still have time on the campus. Obviously, that guard was joking about mm-hmm. the hour, so... Um, you probably at this point you probably head to the store pick up some of those yes, components some, some components that's um, gonna cost you, you about 20 gold just are so you, you know. being stricty about my components in this campaign are we doing it depends on the components okay. when it for instance I will say this on air as we saw with revivify in the last arc you definitely need components especially for high level spells because yes. like absorb elements i took also right. takes a diamond right so a 50 you, gp diamond right but it doesn't consume the diamond so you, oh, okay. and i'll say this as well um 
chromatic orb technically also uses a diamond. So for, oh, the lack, so right. for lack of a better word, we're going to say that you have some sort of jewelry on you that has acted as that kind of component. Okay, cool. You have a nice little diamond earring or whatever. You can decide <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, so certain things will require, if it is consumed, just be aware, you'll have to re-up. But for now, we're just going to kind of blanket costs 20 gold okay. for all the basics. And then from there, we'll see, depending on, of course, like if a diamond gets broken, you need to replace it. You'll have yes. to spend 50 gold. So okay. you head into the store. It looks like it's just like a supply room. Like you don't see any cashiers or anything. So you walk through and you pick, you see students like mm-hmm. picking out stuff uh, and leaving without doing anything. So you do the same. And as you leave, you feel your coin pouch get a little lighter, meaning mm. that they essentially siphoned the money out of your pocket. I would have gotten a little bit less. <laughs> you don't even know. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I just lost 20 gold. <laughs> was that what it was worth? Could I have bargained? It seems like this place has a magical spell on it to both prevent shoplifting and also charge people without having the minutiae of employing someone. Interesting. So they don't want to pay someone a living wage. Got it. <laughs> yeah, they want to deny someone a work-study opportunity. Got it. <laughs> So, yeah, you have a little time. You're on campus. What would you like to do? Mm. Where would I think that Dean Chantress's office would be? Uh, definitely in the Arcane Hall, so that main building where admissions was. Uh, you didn't see it on the first floor where the admissions office was, so you imagine on one of the higher floors. Mm. I wish I had Smite with me. I'm not sneaky, but I would like to see what's up with her. I'm highly suspicious of this woman just because she was wearing a brooch with golden fists on it. <laughs> she looked fabulous. Um, yeah, I would say that you wouldn't necessarily even have to sneak, though if you're just trying to, like, you're welcome to roll a stealth check just for the sake of it, but it's more for how you proceed kind of thing. Like, students can walk through the arcane hall. If, you know, worst case yeah. scenario, if someone was like, hey, what are you doing here? You could be like, I'm I just trying to find Dean Chantress's office. Like, it's not not allowed. Yeah, I think that's a thing for a different time, though. Yes. Um, okay. Um, I think that I'm, I am good on campus. So you head out of campus. You mm-hmm. pass by that same guard who's like, nice to meet you, Bree. Okay, bye. I'm the funny guard. I play <laughs> pranks on students. I really don't want to have to interact with this guy every time I walk <laughs> in and out. <laughs> you, you scamper away, still in hot on your heels. Um, you head back out into the streets of the city. Um, you have essentially a few hours before you have to go to Marfin's. Um, that being said, you could, if you don't take the subway, just walk that distance and kind of like, you know, maybe get some food or something or like take a little break and then you'll be able to head in. And from there, he said he would give you the details of the job and you'll be able to go to the necropolis. Yeah, all right. I guess I Gorgonzola is pretty reluctant to get back onto the subway. Um, she has had bad experiences so far. Yeah, uh, it's once you have a weird experience on the subway for like a couple days after, you're like, maybe I'll just walk. <laughs> is it really that far? Is it? I, I, I have mean, the time. Two right? hours. I could probably just use the exercise, right? <laughs> so often, I've said, <laughs> I said that to myself today when I got out of my yeah. I do. I do conditioning jogging. I, I jog to Marvin's. <laughs> You do some pro- you do some progression running where you like yeah. run for five minutes, walk <laughs> for five. Training. Yeah, you're doing some hit training as you go. Just you know, you may be multi-classing into wizard, but that doesn't mean you're gonna let your body get all frail still like those wizards. Say, listen, I'm still six levels of fighter, baby. I'm still you could still squish some heads or cut them <laughs> off. Um, so you head through the city back into the gold mine district. 
you pass under the archway that guards it with the wall there is no problem as you know the guards do not stop anyone from going somewhere where they can spend a shit ton of money on the empire shit um you kill some time maybe grab some some food kind of peruse the local wares just by casually passing by um and eventually night begins to come you see the sun setting in the sky i grab a kebab you grab a little kebab it's delicious <laughs> it's incredible the street food is amazing here you head over to marfitt's magnificent magical menagerie um and you see you like you step out of the way as some people exit um and you see a little quickling looking to put a sign on the door um but before they do they obviously spot you um hey I'm not shopping. I'm meeting Mr. Marfin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Marf- Mr. Marfin said that he was going to be uh, waiting for someone. Uh, your name, your Bree? Yes. Nice to meet you, Bree. Nice My name you. is Cinderella. You can follow me. Hi, Cinderella. Um, Pot lets you inside, closes and locks the door. Um, and you see the windows outside, which are already kind of darkened, like <sighs> go completely pitch black. Um, uh, you see Cinderella gestures to the Dutch door that leads behind the counter to the door that leads further into the store. Uh, you could just head that way. Uh, he should be in there. If he's not, you take a seat. He'll be right with you. Okay, okay thanks, Cinderella. Okay. So you head through the store, passing by the bins of magical trinkets and the aisles of shelves upon shelves of artifacts up to and then past the front desk into the back room. Hello, Mr. Marfin. As you enter in to this private area, you find that again, just like the main part of the store, this area is far bigger than it could possibly be based on the dimensions of the building. On the far wall, which is again like 30 feet to your left, is a large stone fireplace that leads through the ceiling above, crackling with a bonfire that heats the entire space. Before the fireplace are two deep purple velvet couches positioned around this like dark wooden coffee table with a floral centerpiece. There's a bar cart against the far wall um, filled with all different bottles of varying sizes and colors. The decor is almost Victorian in nature. It actually looks very different from one anything you've ever seen mm-hmm. and two anything that's ever been like in the empire it's very different aesthetic mm-hmm. as you're walking through kind of marveling at this you see high above you lighting the space are these floating candelabras that hover just out of reach casting this warm glow everywhere there are some bookshelves and like like you see like a globe that's kind of spinning by itself that you imagine depicts Fayfall. I go look at the globe. Okay. <laughs> you see a number of continents. It looks like Emerali is definitely one of the bigger continents, but you see right across the Saphir Sea, there's this massive continent that begins with like an archipelago known as Panatolia. Mm. North of that, there seems to be this icy continent that covers the Northern Pole called Kavdruken, which you see is a very mountainous, like icy area. Northeast of Panatolia is this place called Valtor, Mm-hmm. Um, which looks to be kind of almost like an Australia-sized um, country, mm-hmm. but positioned far north, kind of between Panatolia and this icy northern continent known as Kalsrakan. Mm-hmm. Uh, southwest of you, you see what is the home of Captain Styx. Mm-hmm. You the see Ashender the Ashender Isles. Isles. Um, she had indicated that she's from the westernmost isles, and you see, for good reason, it looks like, as you're like looking closely, you see that some of the things on this map are animated, mm. and you look close at that section, you see there's these tiny little volcanoes peppering the rest of the Ashender Isles that are like Ooh. smoking and bubbling. 
heavy volcanic activity there. Um, below that is the Veraglas Vale, which is a net, like the southern polar cap. Um, and then between the continents, kind of located next to the Galdon or Lost Ocean, is Saraben, which Zola would know. That is like the cursed continent. Mm. It, it's basically like a no man's land. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. There. Wow, I've never seen it all laid out like this. Wow, <laughs> still like paws up on the on the like golden rim, kind of trying to peer at it. I lift him. And I give him one of those arm stretches where you stretch their arms <laughs> over their heads. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I like it. He Marfin has still not arrived yet. Um, you have kind of some time in this space if there's anything you want to do. If you want to mind your own business sitting on couch, you can definitely do that. But yeah, I think I, I sit on the couch with my hands in my lap because I'm like, there's so many cool things. And like Gorgonzola as a teen wants to be like, what's this? What's this? Wow, I want to touch this. But she's like, one, um, Marfin has loaned me a tidy sum of money. Mm -hmm. um, two is offering me employment. And uh, three, I am... Um, as always, in disguise. And yes, you can <laughs> So easily. I don't want to stir up too much trouble. Um, I just marvel at the interior design. Yeah. I'm, I'm into interior design. I've never seen anything like this before. This is truly, it's iconic. You're you're feeling so inspired. I mean, the last time you did interior design was with Scram aboard the Feral Free. And since then, it's been a lot of the same, kind of that standard, almost like Roman-esque, very mm -hmm. classical um, Western kind of architecture. But he, this is... It's, it seems very extravagant. It's um, positively lush in it's here. It's lush. Um, you're looking around. As you're kind of sitting there, you hear, Bree! Uh, and you turn and exit. I forget that that's my name for a second, and I just stay <laughs> sitting there. on the couch. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you turn, and you see from a door that was not there a moment ago, enters Marfin. The handsome, bronze-skinned mage with thick, dark hair and matching trimmed goatee. His amber-gold eyes twinkle at you knowingly. Welcome to my bone. I guess I forgot to switch it out. Um, do you mind the decor? Is this fine for you? Oh, I love it. All right, it's yeah. beautiful. I've never seen. Are these couches restored or? Oh no, custom, this is or? this. This is all. Um, this is all modern. It's the newest thing in the Ashender Isles. Speaking of which, don't go out the front door yet. Got it. Don't just go running out. Okay. No, I won't. Excellent. He goes and takes a seat, uses a mage hand to reach all the way over to the bar cart and pick up two glasses um, and bring them over. Anything to drink? Just water for me, please. Okay. With oat milk, if you have it. He fully <laughs> pauses. Watered down oat milk is what you're asking for. I, I don't know how people usually take it. I discovered it two days ago. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, for free, I'm gonna give you this. Consider oat milk as you would regular milk. Now I know that they do, especially, they do not feel the same. I know maybe this is a little. It's not, res you know, I gotta be real, it's not resonating for me. Okay, you know what? So what's up with the job? <laughs> yes, uh, sure, hold on. <laughs> Uh, he takes a moment to kind of try and comprehend what's going on. Um, he shakes his head. You see a, a purple bottle raises from the bar cart, pours him a glass, um, and then a 
milky colored bottle raises. Um, I know I should love my own jokes, but water <laughs> with oat milk, if you have it, is just like very funny. It's, it's very, very deeply funny sentence. I am absolutely, my brain is wrapping <laughs> myself around the idea of skim oat milk, oh. and I'm hating it. Honestly, skim oat milk is like regular oat milk in the cartons because um, brands water down oat milk. If you make real oat milk, it's a lot thicker. Ooh, little hot tip, and that's for free as well. So it's already skim, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> my be <laughs> super skim. You're having like 1%. Um, yeah, so you get a nice cold glass of oat milk. Mm. It's already watered down, actually, so you don't have to add water to it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. The companies that sell this, um, apparently they water down it the It comes that way. Yeah, That yeah. makes sense. They probably make more of a buck off of it. Yeah, I, more products. Spent. I leave a huge oat milk mustache <laughs> on my... So tell me about this job. <laughs> <laughs> this massive milk mustache. It's like a cringy teen. <laughs> so You cute. have a little... Uh, Never mind. Um, all right. So, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so he takes a drink from this crystal glass filled with this purple liquid. So before we go into the job, why don't you tell me a little bit about your skills? Uh, what do you uh, What do you consider your best aspects? Mm, right. Any unique traits or anything? Yeah. Well, I have um, this sword. Um, right. <laughs> show on my huge sword. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if I take a look at that? Uh. Yeah. You just can hold care- it if you want. No, no, no. It's a family uh, heirloom, so I just ask that you be careful and respectful. Sure. Um, I he hand takes it over. It gingerly. Holdy, boldy. <laughs> Two little blue quicklings appear out and take <laughs> immediately very heavy in their arms, but they take it from him. <laughs> I put a hand underneath it, just like hovering. Um, so I, I usually fight with this, but I'm actually, I've been learning a lot of magic recently. I actually learned a bunch today, if you could believe it. I kind of had a cram sesh before I got here. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Back from my time in universities, I very much know a cram sesh like the next wizard. Um, you see he casts a spell, just kind of, and you see his, like, his eyes like roll back white and then come back. Powerful relic you have here, actually. Thank um, you. It was my mom's. Wow. Well. I'll, I'll let I'll leave you to it then. Thank I, you. I'm not one for the sword myself. So, you've got a little skill with the blade, or I should say a lot of skill with the blade. It takes someone someone of quite a bit of strength to hold something like this. I do have to let you know that I am um, an unauthorized caster. Oh yeah, that's fine. I don't give a shit about those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. How do you start to learn magic unless you uh, start that's doing it yourself? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's I... It's gatekeeping. That's... Yeah. It just seems like, oh, we the pe- only people who can learn magic are people who have magic already. That's just... How many more people in the world would have magic if they let just regular people take those classes? You... He taps his head. Marvin, I could go on all night about this. And sometime we will. But let's... I, I want you to be able to accomplish this job as quickly as possible because it is a bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. So... It's good that you have a bit of brawn and a bit of brain. That'll definitely be coming in handy here. Okay, I don't have to lie to anyone, do no, I? No, not at all. Why? Because uh, I'm you not good at, good at oh, lying. Good to know. Yes, this is in no way a social interaction at all. Great. I try my best, but I really, I come off strong to people. I've got milk dripping <laughs> from dream. my lip. You know, that <laughs> Holding shocks a huge me. sword. <laughs> that... For some reason, I'm so warm, but people just get spooked, I guess. Yeah, I can, you know, that's a complete mystery to me. So, um, well... Hopefully, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, if you do have to make any, you know, sort of 
conversations, that would be absolutely bad because you're going to the necropolis. So nobody should be talking to you there. Right. So. If someone's talking to me, something has gone terribly wrong. Correct. Uh, he finishes his glass um, and refills it with a little flick of his finger. So, you've heard of the Doppelrats? Yeah, I'm familiar. Right. They're terrible, aren't they? It's absolutely horrendous. Yeah, my first day in this city, I got first that by day. one. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I'm so sorry. That, were you on the subway? Oh, yeah. The, First subway ride ever. Oh, that gives it a bad rep. It's honestly a fantastic feat of engineering. I, I'm so sorry that you had that experience. Thankfully, I was able to um, catch one of them. You know, classic rat in a bag trick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I had one for a bit, too. I let mine go because I couldn't find anyone to take a look at it. You could have definitely brought it to me, but honestly, no need. I, I used their blood to create the salve that has been distributed to the clinics. You did that. Yes, yes. Thanks, I got your shot. Oh. <laughs> Point at my arm. Point at the massive, like, scar that is there. I'm vaccinated, baby. Excellent. Everyone should get vaccinated. So, after completing the salve, because I just wanted, you know, address the health crisis, um, I began to wonder who caused this problem and why did they cause it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any theories yourself? Hmm. Well, they seem to be um, running out of boys and gold. So I don't know, maybe they're trying to clone more soldiers for the endless war we are fighting. That's exactly what I was thinking. You are a smart cookie. Has Thank you. That? Good for you. <laughs> I have That's, high intelligence. You. <laughs> I understand what that means, actually. <laughs> um what? What? Um, <laughs> you see Marfin takes another sip from his drink and pins it in space, literally just like magically allows it to float in air. Um, and he snaps his fingers and you see the globe kind of fly out of its holder and begin to float between the two of you. Oh, I already was taking a look at your globe. I did not realize that there are other continents. Oh boy. It's a big world out there. <laughs> Let me tell you. Honestly, I've explored it. You're in a good place, considering. So... He does like the zoom and enhance thing with his hand. And you see he goes, we are here. And you see zooms in on Emeralia, zooms in on the capital, and zooms in on Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. You see like, it's like Google Street View of this story. I wave at myself. (laughs) You see you waving at yourself. (laughs) Very, very meta. So we're here. We're going to head north. He flicks his finger and it blurs for a moment as the map shoots north, zooming back in on the mountains that um, are right beyond the massive walls the city blocks them from. So through the gates, that's where we can find the path to the Acropolis. It's a winding road that kind of cuts through the various sections of the cemetery. Now, I'm looking to acquire the components for the spell that brought this kind of plague to our city, so to speak. Mm. There is a spell known as the clone spell, and necromancy is highly illegal, so obviously we're kind of getting into this gray area where the government is clearly doing something that they themselves don't want other people Ooh, to other do. Other people to do, right. Mm. Gorgonzola thinks about knowledge is power, power is all. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is power, power is all. It strikes me that they did not succeed in their task. Yeah, seems like something went wildly wrong. Right, and it seems like, given the situation, that there are two paths ahead with it. Either continue and keep experimenting until you get it right, or try something else. Right. Now, I kind of want to beat them to the punch on the first method. So, I'm looking to acquire... I've already got the majority of the things. I need to acquire a 
very expensive diamond. One that unfortunately can only be found in the Hall of Kings. He flicks the map a little bit and you see it kind of flies across following the path through the necropolis into a deeper valley a little bit like probably about an hour's walk in you're gonna need to go here much of the valuables that may be contained in those tombs over there have probably been taken you know security isn't really what it used to be around that area but there should be the Leoniel Diamond deep within the royal tomb. I believe that it collapsed before anyone was able to make it all the way in. So it should be in there. Once you're all finished, feel free to give me a ring. Here's the store speaking stone number. Uh, if you aren't able or don't want to take the subway, you probably should take the sewers. If that's alright. Oh, yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been there before? Yeah, I kind of got lost, though. Yeah, you know, honestly, just give me a call. I'll be able. It's not that hard to navigate. I can help you. <laughs> anyway, I'll just head north. <laughs> he zooms in once again on the Hall of Kings, and you see that there is kind of like what looks to be like a landslide, kind of cutting straight through the path. So this is perhaps one last minor inconvenience. You need to get in there. And he points at the like the mound of stone covering this entrance remember when i said collapsed do you have any ideas for me or well, am i just improving well in theory some of the other tombs might connect to it and you may also be able to use you said you you know magic do you know any sort of teleportation spells no i do excellent so you might be able to use that to get beyond that you are kind of assuming that, it, that the, there's empty space. There's empty space, but between right, I could just teleport into a landslide and suffocate. Yes, or take a significant amount of damage, essentially. Right. So those are the main details I can give you. Odds are you won't really have any sort of interactions with the guards, since, as I said, there isn't really any security force in that area ever since the day of the bloody fist. What's the day of the bloody fist? Oh. I'm surprised they didn't teach it in your history class in the public school you went to. Um, they, they could have, but I I got bullied a lot, so I don't didn't retain oh, all of it. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's okay. That's really unfortunate. It's not it's not conducive to a learning environment. Of though. course not. Yes. Um, well, the day of the bloody fist was the day that the emperor took power. Oh. Um, yes. Um, so well, I know about that day. I just didn't know it had a name. Right. So that is the day. It was the day where his supporters kind of swarmed the streets right. of Leoniel to take out they their cooed. yeah they're cool they basically kind of took out their excitement and frustrations on anyone who was bearing the kind of sigils that supported the previous government or uh if they just happened to be in the way so mm. yes they vandalized the tomb and caused this landslide and since oh. then most have not been visiting here people still bury their dead but the hall of kings is pretty much strictly avoided right um Interesting. so if you're ready i can i can take you there yeah, I'm ready as ever. And you're you're going to hang back. Yes, I unfortunately am going to have to do a few runs. I run multiple stores across the globe. So no for me, you're a proprietor across the globe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got lots of stations. So I, I unfortunately will have to jump out. And again, that's pretty much the only reason why I'm not able to do this myself is I'm kind of running several businesses simultaneously in multiple time zones. So I'm going to do this and then go take care of that, if that makes sense. Great. Great. Do you mind? He puts his hand up. I hold his hand. He takes your hand, and the moment he does, <laughs> hope this is okay, and the world swirls around I you. I grab Stilton at the last second. <laughs> Just pulled into this Yoink. void. Um, the colors blur and shapes shift, and everything begins to resettle suddenly, and you are 
outside standing on dirt and stone. Your head spins as you look around up at the stars of the night sky far above you, glinting. Cool air rushes against your skin. You turn around, seeing the massive gold stone wall rising hundreds and hundreds of feet above you. This is perhaps one of the bigger ones. You know, the ones that line the Gilded Bay, they're like this, meaning... Mm -hmm. The others are to, to divide the districts. This is to keep out outsiders or to keep people in. Mm -hmm. So you're staring up at that and you turn, you see that in front of you now is this wide stone path cut into the beige gold Maramite Mountains. Dark foliage scattered amongst the rocks, providing you a little cover from the Imperial Guards you know that are walking the top of the walls, probably looking out for people. This, for anyone who is not currently in my mind palace, this looks similar to the Myra Necropolis in our realm's nation of Turkey. Um, it's like a labyrinth of tombs carved into the mountain. Back in the game, um, you see that there are just hundreds upon hundreds of these tunnels cut all over the mountain, leading high up far beyond your vision. You would imagine that perhaps the oldest are the ones at the top, given that they've worked their way down and slowly begun to carve. You look up this like zigzagging path peppered with scruffy green shrubs and dead grass. Uh, it's difficult to see how far everything goes, but you see that the majority of the ones around you are very simple. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you're going to have to do a little walking to get to the Hall of the Kings. Um, Marfin uh, puts a finger to his ear for a moment, kind of like he's a security guy. Marfin here. What? He did what? Okay, I'll be right there. Sorry, Bree. I've I've got to go. I have a store emergency in Elimone. You got this? Yep. Excellent. Snaps and <laughs> disappears Bye. in front of you. You turn, looking up the mountain, kind of reflecting on this mass of information that has come through you, and you hear a voice in your head. Behind you. Ah. You turn and 50 feet or so away, like up the mountain, like not, not really behind <laughs> you. You see Smite like sneaking behind rocks, trying to get into position. <laughs> Swing my hold sword. On. <laughs> hold on. No, wait, hold on. It's just me. It's me. Oh, hey. It's me. He's you wearing you his outfit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just part of the thing. I'm a dangerous fugitive. <laughs> Good one. Wink. Me too. <laughs> Wink. Um, <laughs> Wink. Wink. He says it out loud. <laughs> Um, the two of you turn, looking up at the mountains. Shall we? And that's where we'll end our session today. Wooey, wooey, What a day. We learned a lot today, folks. This was a big one. This, this was, was a big one. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff. You know, every once in a while, you got to pepper in some lore between all of the craziness <laughs> that goes on from improv decisions. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, of course, to our eldritch patrons. Uh, if you would like to be one of them and ha hear us pile praises upon your name, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Any other plugs, Lisa? Yeah, follow us on all the things at try not to die pod, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and we would love if you guys would, um, you know, if you're enjoying the show, please share it um, mm. on your social media or recommend it to a friend or leave us a review. These are all things that help us get our show out to new people. Yes. Um, and we love you. It's not that we want to see new people. It's just that we want to open up the relationship to anyone who's interested, really. Yes, we're trying. To, this is a very open thing, and we want to explore that. And we, we would love for you to We're basically asking if you guys want to be open. Are you cool with being open? Are you guys cool with opening up? opening this up Maybe? let us know let us know in the <laughs> let comments let us know if you're cool <laughs> <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen and hopefully sharing with your friends. Until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons. Especially Andrew, Anita, Becca, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your name. Try not to die.